Welcome to the Hanji Hello Podcast with me, Rackstar. It's been a couple of months since I did the last episode and I thought the only way to continue is to update you guys with what's been going on. Um, so the last time I did this podcast was in November. Um, I decided to do a couple of episodes where I'd be having guests on and... Um, the next episode of the podcast was supposed to be with a guest. Unfortunately, we weren't able to figure something out. Uh, lockdown uh, happened again here in the UK. So we ended up having to kind of postpone that particular episode, which is going to happen again in the future at some point. But I thought I would just kind of get back into things with this episode by, I suppose, talking about the elephant in the room, which is what, is going on in the world right now like you know this pandemic um the farmers protests that are happening in india um there's just a lot a lot going on in the world at the moment and there's a lot of heavy heavy energy um the reason why i haven't kind of done another episode of the podcast is simply because I've been really like demotivated I've spoken to quite a few people uh, friends and um, other artists and and people that are like creative um, and we've had these discussions about having ups and downs and you know all of last year was just it's it's nothing that we've kind of experienced, no one's experienced in their life. The last time there was, you know, complete shutdown of everything or however, whatever happened in the world was in the early 1900s. So unless you're like over 100 years old or close to it, you've probably never experienced this. Or even if you was, you wouldn't remember it because you would have been like one or two. So this is kind of a whole new terrain that we're trying to navigate through. Um, in my previous episode, I talked about, um, in one of the previous episodes, I talked about writer's block. And the one thing I said to, to overcome writer's block is to live life. Like I, I talked about a process where I had decided to write a song like every week or try to write something consistently. And all I was doing was waking up every morning, coming into the studio and not really doing anything. And that's kind of life. That's been life for the past year or so. There's only so much that you can... Um, there's only so much you can kind of deal with and process and do while we're in this state of affairs, especially uh, where we are, like, in the UK, we've had... We had, like, a, a full shutdown for, I think it was about four, five or six months last year then things opened up again, then there was a lockdown again just before Christmas um, and now we've been in one since December, end of December or I think and now it's what, the middle of February and they're saying it's still going to be another couple of weeks 
So I think with the third one, what's happened is we've just all, I'm speaking generally, um, but we've just all kind of lost, I had specifically lost kind of a sense of hope about what was to come. So it kind of made me uh, kind of withdraw into myself. And when I do that, I'm not creative at all. I have to kind of steep and marinate in that kind of internal like turmoil, process it, you know, deal with it, analyze it, figure it out, and then come out of it the other side. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing, like, and then on, 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 like, that's kind of going on and happening, and it has really affected my, um, my creativity is kind of put a dampener on it i've got a bunch of things that i really want to do that I've, i'm super motivated about and that i'm excited about but when you can't see past the future is always unknowable but now even more so like if i in a normal state of affairs you could be like in six months this is how the world's going to be you have like a, a level of how the world's going to be the world is going to be I'll be able to travel, I'll be able to do this. Um, if I plan certain things, they will be able to go ahead. Whereas at the moment, I cannot plan for six months ahead. I can't be like, okay, in six months, I want to travel here and do this. In six months, I want to um, shoot something specific. And because I don't know what the rules are going to be. We're kind of in limbo. We, we've got no kind of... Um, there's no there's no track that we've got to follow to be able to uh that we can trust in and be like okay cool so after this has happened then we'll be able to get back out there i can shows are going to happen again i was supposed to have a show in uh, november my first performance after about nine months and that got cancelled like a week before or on the week actually because the rules changed the location where we were going to be where the show was going to be um, the rules where you had to serve food with drinks, otherwise you can't have people there. So it was all safe, COVID safe, you know, socially distanced, all that kind of stuff. But the rule was you have to have food served with your drink, otherwise the show can't happen. So that got cancelled. So, you know, all these kind of things that are all up in the air and rules are constantly changing and people are, it's all on the fly, which is life, but you need some sort of structure to be able to navigate within that. Um, so yeah, just mentally, that's just been a whole strain trying to process all of that stuff. Um, not being able to, to travel as freely as I would have liked to, and that I'm used to, uh, you know, routines, all these kind of things that I have that are have completely been thrown out of the window that kind of feed my creativity um and then on top of this now we've got um the issue that's been happening since uh a similar kind of time i think around well, i think it was around november time uh, the farmers protest in uh, in india and um you know just seeing all that online seeing the you know people that are the age of our 
parents, grandparents in the cold protesting for their livelihoods being feeling a part of us you know a lot of us here are feeling and in the diaspora are feeling helpless because there's only there's only so much we can do there's been there's been um protests in solidarity here um you post stuff online you repost stuff online and that's another minefield as well because there's so much disparity between one side and the other um i posted something on instagram just an analysis of it because in every political arena there is just such a massive gap between one side and the other and everything is seen as you're either with us or against us and social media is designed or it's designed to get you like have you engaged fully and to constantly have you coming back to it and you know giving you dopamine hits all this kind of stuff if you haven't seen the social dilemma um documentary i'd really really highly recommend it but i mean the crux of the matter is when you are exposed to an opposing view you're more likely to engage with that and to fight you're in fight or flight mode if someone says something that you completely disagree with or that you feel is disinformation you're going to fight you're going to fight and fight and i had a conversation with a good friend of mine and we were just discussing it in this <clears throat> i mean the crux of it was ego wars when you argue with people in like i i had i said to him i was like you've got you've never seen someone arguing in well i've never seen it arguing in the comments under a post and been like oh yeah actually you're right you don't see it because people are it's an ego war you don't want to lose and i've done it as well where there's been times when people have said something stupid or you know really um ignorant under a post that i've that i've made and they they they'll approach it with some sort of dismissive ego towards me and then it becomes an ego war i'm like nah i'm trying to get one up on you so i'll try and say something witty or smart or clever to belittle them and oh man it's just it's just draining uh, now i've decided i'm just you know i just block and delete anyone that kind of comes in with that kind of energy um you can't these things are i mean and, and the other things that i've seen is like you know fake profiles trolls all this kind of stuff there was something that i saw that was just eye opening so shabads are you know hymns like in sikhi there's religious hymns and they're called shabads and i went on youtube this was about a year ago or so and i was listening to some shabads i put someone and it was on youtube and then i went and looked down and there were dislikes you know there might have been like you know thousands of likes and there was like you know a couple of hundred dislikes and i just thought to myself who's disliking shubbards on youtube like like can you take the internet seriously when 
that's what some people do like if you're disliking shepherds you're dis you're dislike you're on youtube and disliking a religious hymn which is you listen to it you feel so much peace you feel so much love and joy those words like resonate they lift your spirits you're either like a i don't know what there's you're either soulless or you have just so much hate if that's what you're disliking on youtube i don't think i've ever in my life disliked a video on youtube if i don't like something i just keep it moving and i've always been baffled when people go out of their way to to dislike something like if you if you don't like something just keep it moving that's the number one thing i wish i could change about the internet but yeah you people people are in a con some people have a an addiction to this kind of circle of fighting against something having these enemies and it's a, it's a an, another thing that i spoke to about with one of my friends it's a waste of your 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 mental space like i've seen things sometimes i've looked at them like a comment or something and i'll spend the next hour having a mental fight in my head going back and forth with this person like you know they might say something to trigger me off and i'll be in my head saying oh, i should have said this or yeah if i said that that would make them feel stupid and it's just a waste of time it's a waste of your mental like mental space that you could be spending on so many other things having this extra time when you're in a pandemic not having uh the ability to just you know move on to something else you know leave the house for me like you know jump on uh uh um jump in the car and go to go see my friends or studio or go to the cinema or just something you're just kind of in a in a powder keg situation where it's just you and your thoughts and i suppose that's what that kind of is what's supposed to lead you to some sort of enlightenment it kind of forces you to look inwards but for me i haven't experienced enlightenment it's been kind of the opposite it's been it's been a, a spiral kind of um going to the depths of what actually goes on in my head and what i've been through and um just trying to make sense of you know the ups and downs of of what's happened um the past year or so and in my life so oh, that is basically my short little like rambling about the elephant in the room what's been going on the past year and the past couple of months to be honest um so i hope that kind of explains things a little bit um i would rather just take the time and stay out of like i didn't i didn't want to do a podcast where i wasn't being fully honest or i was you know I, I i was feeling down and all this kind of stuff and i don't want to be in a podcast saying yeah guys like be positive or did it like i don't want to put that energy out there I, I would say that you like whoever's listening to this if you are going through like a downward spiral or you're thinking um 
you know there's a lot of negativity or it's just kind of affecting you like you're not alone a lot of people are going through that a lot lot of us are feeling that just know that you're not alone that kind of helps me a little bit as well knowing that I'm not the only one that's feeling these things but I would rather I mean this feels a little bit more constructive and productive like talking about it rather than just wallowing in it and putting it out there like I'm not trying to make someone feel negative or I don't want to put anything negative out there I'd rather acknowledge it and know and and express that it's not something that's being dealt with or being uh, experienced alone rather than spreading some sort of negativity that's just me and um I hope that kind of has explained a little bit about what's been going on because I know I had a bunch of people messaging me um, asking about the podcast and what's going on so I mean this is uh, it's something that I'm really excited about and I'm I'm glad that I'm able to do the podcast and you know I bought this camera and (laughs) a bunch of stuff to be able to do it and there's so much more stuff that I want to do with the podcast I've got a bunch of episode ideas and a bunch of people that I want to bring on that hopefully I will bring on soon when I can and um i want to i want to help people like i've uh, the, the my email inbox is open so i'm going to be answering uh, some of those questions in a little while but i just wanted to be able to 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 express that to everyone that's listening and i appreciate you guys like honestly um it means a lot um so the uh, one of the one of the um emails i got it wasn't necessarily a um a agony racks um question it was more a little bit of kind of feedback and some suggestions so i'm just gonna um read that email um it was actually ideas for the advice segment like you know i asked you guys what should i call the advice section advice section like ask and agony uncle racks or what you know what should i call it so there's some um this is a really cool little email and there's some really nice suggestions so let me know what you guys think which one of these works because we're all we're all in this together i'm not trying to this is not a dictatorship so so i got the email says hi here are some ideas for the advice segment of the podcast so number one rack speaks facts rack speaks facts that's good uh the other one is hanji help that's really good. Hanji help is a good one. And the, the sub the sub bit under it says, I'm actually really proud of, my, of myself for this one. I'm proud of you too. Hanji help, I think, is a really good one. That's in the lead. Next one is reason with racks or reasonable racks. Um, okay, that's cool. Uh, axe racks, like arcs, ask. <laughs> is that you probably say it? That's, that's cool. Racks is recs, like recommendations. Uh, Rax's Remedies uh, and it says I love alliteration if you couldn't tell I think Hanji Help is the number one in my head but you guys tell me what you think if that one's a good one then we're going to run with Hanji Help uh, going forward in the next uh, episode um, so what else do we have here it says thank you for your music especially now music is what keeps me going um, I look forward to new music and new episodes uh, and 
there's a lot of nice stuff said i'm currently in quarantine and not allowed to leave my bedroom so your music is what gets me up and moving so my uh and moving around so my legs and i thank you very much uh, you know that means a lot it's it's nice to hear that i'm without you know purposefully trying to something that i've done previously is helping um, it says, lastly, most importantly, I hope you and your loved ones are doing well, not just physically, but mentally too, stay safe. I hope you are as well. Like, that's my that's my number one thing with this, whoever's listening to this. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're staying safe, and I hope mentally and physically you're staying well and keeping well. And it's okay to have ups and downs. Like, we all go through it. Uh, P.S. If you ever do Rackstar's book club, Reading with Racks, already got a name for it very nice i like it uh uh i'm there i already added into the woods and dark places to my list even though you said you like sharp objects i'm still deciding to trust you yeah i hope you enjoy those books those those are you know i i really enjoyed those books what i started reading um modern romance recently aziz ansari's book um which is it's a really like interesting read it's about um how romance is in this day and age uh, you know, DMing people, uh, online dating, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's kind of like an analysis and uh, commentary on modern romance, basically. So, yeah, I would, I've only just started that book, but it's really good so far. I would recommend that. If you guys only got any book recommendations, let me know. Even though I say that and I've got like 50 books in my, <laughs> like I've got a shelf. It's just like loads of books that I, I need to read or start reading. Um, audio books as well, actually. I started listening to, okay, I'll give you a little, if you're following me on Snapchat, you would have seen. I started listening to um, Stephen King's Under the Dome and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Like I, I literally listened to about an hour and a half. Maybe as a as a reading material, it's a lot easier to get through. But all it is is short chapters about people that I couldn't even remember their names. And so, uh, uh, actually, let me start again. So, Stephen King's book Under the Dome is basically like the Simpsons movie. It's about a dome that comes over this town out of nowhere, and nobody knows why. I'm 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 sure it probably there's it's explained later on in the book, but I didn't get that far. I listened to the audiobook version. I thought that's a fascinating concept, and I listened to the first like hour and a half or two hours, and it was just chapter on chapter of this person's driving a car. Bam! They smack into the into the uh, dome, and they're dead. Next chapter. Oh, this person's uh, driving a car. And bam, they smack into the thing and they die. Oh, this person was uh, planting some flowers or something. The dome fell down and chopped their arm off. And it just goes on and on. And like every chapter is just that. It's like a summary of something happening. And I couldn't, look, bro, I did two hours of that. And I was just like, this is not engaging whatsoever. And I I really like, um, it. Just, I think maybe as a reading material is better than as an audio book. But I just... Yeah, I just kind of gave up on that. I don't think I will be getting to the end of that audiobook. And I 
I don't know if I'll read it either. Apparently, I was reading some reviews. Apparently, reading it is a lot easier because they're little chapters. So you can just kind of read a chapter and then like, okay, you've got that. And then you can carry on going. And I think it's easier to remember characters' names when you're reading. Whereas when you're listening, it's like, oh, who's that? Who's that again? And then four chapters later, they bring up that person. You're like, oh, who was that again? And you can't flip back. You have to, I don't know, do you rewind the audio book to try and, yeah. Anyway, so I started listening to... Uh, all, uh, a different book called The Handmaid's Tale. It was, uh, it's like a TV show now, which is quite um, popular. Um, and it's set, it was a book that was written in the AEs and it's set in a a future where um, some sort of religious sect has taken over uh, the government and the United States and they've kind of regressed um, and they have uh, women are basically um, women are basically they don't have any any freedoms whatsoever basically and they have houses where there's like a commander so there's one guy who's in charge of this household and he has a wife but then he has like a concubine, so he has women that are there, and they're only there to procreate. Women that that can um, conceive are that's their designated duty, and they go from different places, so different houses. Basically, they'll spend like a year or two years there, I think, um, and that's their only job to procreate. Uh, women that can no longer conceive are like I think they're called. Oh, I can't remember what they're called, Marthas. I think they're called Marthas, and basically they take care of a household. It's kind of like, um, um, it's like a cult kind of thing. And it's really interesting. It's, uh, I, I'm about, I'm reading, listening to the audiobook. I think it's like 34 hours long. Mad, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm like four hours in, and it's, it's really interesting. It's told from the, the, the perspective of one of the, the women, and, you learn about what her life was like before and what it's like now and it's really interesting it's kind of uh, um I, I don't know what the ins and outs of or why why it's ha why um the society is like that now so it's just uh, at the moment like 4 hours in it's it's just learning about what the world is like now for her and she has flashbacks of when she was um you know independent and free and she was able to travel and do what she wanted and now it's like a strict regime that she's under there's everything is um regimented what they wear how they talk um what they're allowed to do you, you know there's they're not even allowed moisturizer like that she has to steal well not steal but there's butter with that's that's given to her as part of her meal and she has to like hide pieces of butter just so and she uses that just to like moisturize her face um it's kind of an, an oppressive regime but it's, yeah it's really really fascinating it's like a sci-fi kind of thing uh, i think i would watch the tv show um but um after i've listened to the to the um audiobook because i don't want to get any spoilers for what happens okay cool so that's that's that and um okay let's get into some 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 questions so i've got got one here um so hey rax hope all is well 
please keep me anonymous okay no worries by the way everyone's anonymous like if you write in or you email in I'm not gonna share names or any like you know personal details like everything is always anonymous so um, yeah just just even like I've had before in previous episodes people have said where they're from or they might have said a name or two and I've just you know I don't want anyone's business being out there so feel you know feel just I'm just trying to reassure you that you can this is a safe space so if you wanted to talk about something or ask something I'm not going to put your name or your personal details out there okay so just wanted to drop you a line and say I'm thoroughly enjoying the podcast thank you this is I, I I'm enjoying doing them I hope I can keep more consistent now that I'm kind of back on it it says uh, goodbye that whole album EP really really helped me through my breakup honestly words cannot describe so uh goodbye is from an EP called about a girl so that's that's the one that you're talking about um uh it says still till this day I often go back and listen to the full thing just wondering how you managed to write such powerful meaningful lyrics to those songs would love to hear it on the pod also how did you meet Rick's massive fan of his music too back in the days mad how music nearly 15 years later brings me back mad memories stay safe um okay so how I, how I met Rick's um Rick's is we're both from Luton. Actually, I'm really good friends with Rix's older sister. We we're the same age, and we went to college together. So I actually met Rix through um, his older sister. Uh, we're still good friends to this day. So it was through him. It was through her. Sorry. And um, to be honest, even if I we weren't friends, we probably would have bumped into each other or or got to know each other just because like Luton's a small place and we've got mutual friends. And uh, yeah, super super talented. Um, he does photography and all sorts now um but yeah super super talented artist and that's how we met so about a girl ep uh all of those songs were super super personal what's crazy is um i've been if you if you follow me on instagram you've seen that the past couple of months i've been just reflecting on a bunch of songs that I've put out over the past 10 years or so and I was just building up to the release of Forever Journeyman and just kind of having a little look back at what I've done building up to Forever Journeyman uh, which has got so much love thank you guys so much for that like I'm getting messages every day about that uh, and if you haven't checked it out yet just check out Forever Journeyman it's it's like a sequel and update part two um mature version of uh the original journeyman um but yeah when i was going through those old songs i went back and listened again to about a girl and i'm like amazed at how i put that together and that's not like from an ego uh, point of view that's more from a as a as a as an artist and as a person like i put every single emotion that I felt and that I went through at that time so it was a it was a really difficult breakup that I went through and I put all of that into those songs um there's like skits in between like everything on that whole project is like for me I feel like it's perfect and it hasn't aged it doesn't feel like it's you know 2010 I did that 
2011 actually sorry 2010 i did it and then i released it in january 2011 because i released it a month before we released journeyman so 10 years ago so yeah that process was basically me trying to get over a breakup like a really really difficult breakup and all the emotions that i was going through all of the things i wanted to talk to her about or say to her i couldn't because we weren't speaking and I just put it in my songs, I put it, every single one of those songs was just like, you know, it was the pain, it was the anger, it was the sadness, it was the hurt, it was everything that I was going through, I just put it into those songs, and I just, I kind of had to tell my side of the story, and even looking back and listening to it now, I feel like super proud of that, um, and it just takes me back, like, I, it takes me back to who I was and what I was going through at that time. And when I listened back to it again, I was just so, like, um, surprised at how open and honest I was. Uh, not that I'm not open and honest in my music now, but when you listen to it, you can just feel there's, like, a rawness to it. And that was just me, it was just me trying to figure it out, and I remember even when I did the song, like Goodbye, the last song is kind of me saying, you know, I'm kind of over it, and I wish you well, and all this kind of stuff, that's not how I felt, like I had moments where I felt like that, but it wasn't how I felt, when the song, when the album, when the whole thing was, when I released it, I thought, okay, cool, I've written about what I feel, I'm going to release it, and I'm going to let it go, but even though I did that, I still was hurting, I was still going through the ups and downs, and the different emotions of those tracks, sometimes I would feel the pain of, like, you know, can't be friends, or the, the hurt of, um, and the reminiscing nature of Can We Go Back. Can We Go Back, by the way, is like... I feel like that's one of my best songs that I've ever written. Um, you know, thinking about wanting to go back to the beginning of a relationship when it was good. And... Yeah, so afterwards I still kind of felt those kind of emotions. But... It was my way of processing and dealing with it. So I would listen to it from beginning to end. I would sometimes feel different emotions. And it was just a, a, a very therapeutic way of me processing what I was going through. Because I didn't really talk about it with anyone. And it was a way of me being able to get over it and what's amazing is that people that listen to it back then and even now I feel like we're just connected in some way because a lot of people have been through stuff like that a lot of people have been through those breakups have been through tough tough um, issues in their relationships and had their hearts broken and felt the wide gamut of emotions that come with that and those songs connect with people on a completely deep spiritual soulful level 
and that was what I didn't expect would happen but when it did it just made perfect sense and I'm grateful for that so thank you I mean yeah I hope that's kind of answered answered your question um but those yeah that's exactly what I was going through and what I dealt with and I'm still super super proud of it actually I might do a post on Instagram and just post those songs and the artwork again Sid did the artwork for that which was just spot on like I remember telling him this is what I want I want like you know a heart being dropped on the floor and like the girls walking away and and he just like got it just like that and the artwork's just spot on and then I remember people started posting the artwork and cropping out like my name cropping out the artwork title and just putting that artwork and I was like welcome to the internet right <laughs> okay cool we're gonna end this with a um with an Hanji help I'm gonna call it that for today but I really want to hear what you guys think is a good idea if it's Hanji help then just say Hanji help or you know message on on I'm actually I'm gonna do a poll on the on the on the uh on the instagram page on the hanji Helio podcast instagram page and see what one you guys think is the best title so yeah for now for today's one it's hanji help section okay so hey rockstar to start off can i pronounce my name properly hey rockstar there you go to start off i hope you're doing well and i love the podcast and your music thank you keep up the great work uh your music speaks volumes and as and seeing it performed live in december 2018 was an amazing experience thank you i'm glad you came out and enjoyed that uh the advice segment you have at the end of the podcast is amazing and i need some help from the one and only uncle rax happy to help i'm a 22 year old uni student in my senior year and i met a guy in my freshman year of uni in our freshman seminar class for our major we were placed into a group of four by the professor and we had to do a financial analysis of a company of our choosing, which was the project that got us to become great friends over the past four years. Okay. So you've been friends for four years. Okay. Over time, I developed a crush on him since I had taken multiple classes and hung out with him. When we first started hanging out, it was okay. But after two and a half years into the friendship, he started to, he started to try. Okay. He started trying to pay for everything, even when others have joined us. Okay. He has never asked me out, so I don't even know if I'm reading into it too much. And even if he had, I would not be alright with a guy paying for everything. I personally believe it should be 50-50 or take turns. And many of my friends, along with our mutual friends, have asked if we are dating. The answer is always no. Even if I was, I wouldn't answer since I'm usually not open about my love life or relationship status. Because I firmly believe a relationship is between two people. So why should it be other people's business? But my best friend, a 24 years old, a 24 year old has figured out I like him and has made it her personal mission to make me tell him I like him. Okay, so uh, just just like a little a little first thing, if he's paying for stuff, that doesn't mean anything like that is a little bit of, you know, overthinking it, imaginalizing a little bit. It doesn't necessarily mean that he likes you and he wants to be with you. Um, yeah, I, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let me read the rest and then let's, let's, let's analyze it and break it down. I feel like she shouldn't care as much as she does about my relationship status. Before I say the next statement, I'm going to say, I've always claimed to have been an asshole and have made it known to my friends. Okay. 
I've always claimed to be an asshole and, and have made it known to my friends. Okay, I'm okay. I'm not sure what that means. She found out about how I rejected the guy she once liked because I didn't like him by saying no, thank you, bye. But you can find me a puppy. Uh, okay, and she blew up on me about how are you going to get married if you don't ever say yes to a guy, and blah blah blah. What she doesn't understand is that my marriage isn't my priority at the moment. My priority will be my career and being content with myself before I think about marriage. She keeps imaginalizing fairy tales and doesn't understand I don't believe in fairy tales. Fairy tales just don't exist in the real world and don't have a place in the 21st century. She's so invested into a relationship that isn't even hers to begin with, and I don't know how to address this situation even if he is interested in me. I don't want to read too much into it, even though his actions speak volumes, and I want her to butt out of my love life, as it's not her love life. How should I address the situation? Okay, first, I don't, like, um, I haven't got enough information about this guy, like, what he's doing. You're saying that his actions speak volumes, but what actions? All you've told me is that he's paid for stuff, even when you're in a group of things. Like, I've have, I have friends, or I've had friends, like, I'll pay for them. It doesn't mean I want to be in a relationship with them. Um, because you've got a crush on him, maybe, and this happens a lot, you, yeah, I think I've talked about this before, but you read into things a lot more. And I've done this as well. When I was younger, I used to read into things a lot more. Oh, she, like, she, like, imagine, like, you're in a, you're all sitting down in a group and, you know, someone's giving out, you're in a, mcdonald's and there's like you know five of you and then you know the girl that i like is giving out straws but she gave me a straw first and it's like oh she gave me a straw first because that means that it, like it feels a little bit like that like if he's paying for you it doesn't necessarily mean anything it just maybe he's just being nice and if he's closer to you or your friendship is a bit tighter than other people or he knows you better then it's probably just that I haven't got any other information about what he's doing. If he's like initiated things, tried to spend time with you alone together, said that um, he likes you, or any or anything that that is over an over action or statement to let you know that he likes you, there's no reason for you to think that he does as more than a friend. That's the first thing. Two, you've said that you don't want a relationship. So even though you've got a crush on him, you don't want a relationship with him, which is fine as well. You're perfectly um, entitled and more than valid in your decision to not want a relationship or focus on your career. So if that's the case, it doesn't matter what he's doing. Like, you don't need to worry about it. Just focus on your, um, your work, your career, and... If these things work, uh, you know, find a way of working themselves out. I would, I would just say, like, maybe be a little bit open to anything happening. I think sometimes we kind of um, shut out that side of things, like shut out love or relationships or anything blossoming, and close off that part of our lives and focus so much on things that we think are more valuable like money career job all these kind of things but if you listen or speak to anyone who is 80 90 years old or old people or people that are on their deathbeds 
they never say I'm so happy that I've got a, you know, a hundred grand a year job. They're like, I wish I spent more time with my family. They're like, I wish I spent more time with my loved ones. I wish I did this. So I do, I do kind of agree. I, I like, I do agree with you. Yeah, you're 22 and you want to focus on your career and all that. But I would say, you know, try and have a bit, a little bit of balance. Um, you don't have to devote your, you don't have to go to extremes. Like I'm going to focus on this at the detriment of any type of personal life. And you don't have to sacrifice your life and your, um, career for a relationship, but, but maybe try and figure out a little balance that you are happy with. Um, and as far as your friend is concerned, yeah, she just needs to relax. You just got to tell her, look, like I, you know what your friend, I think, Either she wants to vicariously vicariously live through you because she's such a romantic and she, you know, she wants everyone to be happy and she's a person that loves love and wants people to be happy. Um, so if you're in a relationship and you're happy, it feels like she's um, done something or completed something or is happy about that, which there's nothing wrong with. Um, or, I don't even know what I was going to say, or, but maybe that's what her nature is. And if it is, that's fine. But maybe I think you just need to have that conversation and say, look, I appreciate that you want me to be in a relationship and be happy, but you can't force me to do that. And there's no reason that she should be forcing you to express your feelings to this guy when you're not comfortable doing that. Um that's really yeah that's a kind of like but yeah sorry i forgot about the other part of it where you said that she was um how you rejected the guy that she she once liked um i do think she's quite sweet though you're saying that you know she's imaginalizing these fairy tales and blah 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 i think she's just a romantic i think she's just one of these people that are super into romance and you know, she lists, <laughs> I'm just imagining what kind of person she is, you know, she imagined, you know, she watches these Bollywood films and imagines that that's going to happen to her and all, which is like, it's sweet, it's sweet that people are like that and they believe that and you're, you're like the cynical person saying, ah, oh, you know, that's all bullshit, da, 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 da. so you have like this kind of clashing relationship, but you know, if she's your friend, she should understand when you're, you just need to kind of be kind of a bit more maybe um assertive with saying look please don't get involved in my my personal life this is my decision what i do and what i don't do if i come to you for advice then you like i'm i'm asking you for help but if i'm not then please don't get involved it's nothing to do with you so the same thing you kind of told me like you know it is and relationships are between two people it isn't a group thing that is a very um the more people that are involved in your relationship especially when you're younger the more issues and problems it can create so definitely you need to kind of have that conversation and just say to her look i appreciate that your heart's in the right place but I don't need any advice and I don't need any help and please don't push me to do things that I'm not comfortable doing when it comes to relationships um, and this guy as well and um, 
yeah maybe maybe if she finds someone she'll kind of lay off you because then she'll focus all her love and attention and effort on that relate on her own relationship rather than your yours or a perceived one of yours so maybe you need to kind of like you know when she brings up your stuff be like no no don't worry about me like what about you like what about that guy what about this guy? like you know just just bring other things up and try and get her focus on that rather than you um okay guys that's today's episode ended up going longer than i expected this might be the longest podcast i've done i didn't think it was going to be this long but um for listening thank you so much um i really appreciate it stay safe hopefully the next time i speak to you there'll be some sort of freedom from this lockdown in the uk uh, if you are uh wherever you are in the world i hope you are staying safe um keep um just keep safe man just try not to let the heaviness and all this heavy energy and negativity that i kind of feel like there's a cloud over us um at the moment try not to let it get to you and you're not by yourself you're not alone we're all in this together and we'll all get through this together take care like this